Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Unfollowing Mum. I have a guest with me today who I am delighted to speak to. I think that a lot of you may well have found her across social media. Her content is really empowering if you are a cycle breaker, something that I think so many of you will really relate to. I mean, I relate to it constantly and I've seen it across all the different platforms. Her name is Trinu. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. What a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with us. As I said, I love the content that you create all around being the cycle breaker, the trials and tribulations around it. But for listeners who are not familiar with you, can you just introduce us, let us know what you do and who you are? Of course. So like I said, my name is Trinu. I am a trans- women's transformation coach and my clients are anxious women who are people pleasers, who feel like they are not enough, but they're usually not sure why so they usually come to me and they have all of these kind of things that are bothering them like you know um like I said people pleasing being anxious about things they know they should not be anxious about um and I use modalities that help them to change their subconscious mind for them to then reconnect with themselves and love themselves and get that clarity on who they are and um, really, really get that empowerment as well as like who they are and what they want to do in this life. I love that. I think that is absolutely wonderful. I completely understand what you mean about being a people pleaser and that's struggle with self-love I've actually just recently qualified myself as an empowerment coach and life coach so yeah well done thank you so much it's (laughs) new this week so you know when this podcast goes out it might have been a little while since I've qualified but I am so proud to be able to say that I can work with people 
basically doing what we're doing now but on a slightly higher level of being able to get them to reconnect so I really relate to what you say about that and that struggle having had it myself with struggling with self-love and I think when you are in a position to have experienced that and to have experienced how difficult it can be to love yourself to meet yourself when you've had a difficult upbringing I think you're really in a position to be able to help other people find that connection to them because it is really difficult when we've had a difficult upbringing and we've struggled and as you said just before we started recording with being that cycle breaker can you talk to me a little bit about your experiences with that and how you help women connect with themselves yeah I think uh, what you said about um, you know having had to like that you were a people people pleaser and you can relate to my content. I'm just going to circle back to that a little mm-hmm. bit. A lot of the messages I get I get from women and my clients is like, like you are just like you just know what's going on in my head. Like how do you do that? Like, and I'm like because I was that because mm-hmm. I've had that brain because I've had those limiting beliefs I've had those beliefs about myself so it is so valuable to them when they get to sit with someone who is like I I I know what's going on in your brain and they feel so validated and they feel so reassured so um so it I would say I would turn it around this is a good thing you and me both being people pleasers because my clients absolutely love that because I can read them very easily and obviously that that trust just goes from there um as far as being like a cycle breaker in my own family um goes I come from a family of very emotionally unavailable people um I grew up in a single parent household with my mother Uh, My mother actually left me when I was four years old. Um, She left me for two years. She like came. So obviously I'm not from the UK. I'm actually from Estonia. And she came to the UK for like two years. So I was four years old, very kind of attached to my mom. And then um, she left me with my grandmother. And then she came back, which obviously you would think things were fine. Um, But I guess when I hit those more like teenage years and everything like that I my attitude brought a lot of her own shadows um like to the surface and we just didn't get along and we kind of the the relationship was really really toxic and when I grew up I my passion and all my content as you know is mainly surrounded around you know being the adult child of emotionally unavailable parents because until when I was 30 years old I didn't know what was wrong with me I I I don't know and I've been and done a lot of things like you know have had very suicidal thoughts you know not wanting to be in this world thinking I didn't deserve to be in this world um you know feeling like an alien I'm sure you can relate you're just like am I from another planet (laughs) you know and and when I kind of found 
found that this is not a norm like this is not the norm because you obviously we all we all kind of um think that what we are going through is normal because that's a way to survive and realized where these beliefs kind of came from I didn't you could you could argue that emotionally unavailable parents like there's no direct abuse there you know it's it doesn't matter that you know maybe there wasn't like hitting all the time or anything like that but there was things like you know um not talking to you for like days and stuff yeah. but but there isn't anything like in black and white so what happens to the to the grown-ups of emotion you know the grown-ups who had emotionally unavailable parents is that it kind of further elongates that shame of but nothing really bad happened so why am I feeling like I don't want to be in this world anymore that it is my fault and that kind of further that shame is just like an like this cycle that keeps going on and on and on and when I realized that you know this is what had happened I I like puzzle pieces fell together but that doesn't mean that just because I realized what was like wrong with me that you know not wrong with me but what I had experienced that how it kind of changed uh, my life it didn't mean that I was suddenly like healed (laughs) I did go to therapy and I talked about it and everything like else but I felt myself kind of back in that victim mode very much kind of liking being a victim as well I'm sure we can all relate a little Mm. bit but kind of this kind of um like like nothing changed really um and and I didn't kind of know I and I literally thought that's the life for me then because of my childhood that's that's now kind of that is now predicted my future and that's it like this is what happened to me. I will, I will never be successful. I will never do this or that. I will, ju- I'm just like meant to live this mediocre life, you know, always on the kind of always, have you ever felt like you're always kind of flirting with depression all the time? Yes, you're like yeah. walking a tight rope, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm fine today, but if something goes wrong, because you know that every situation, every person has the power to trigger you. Mm-hmm. So I was in that loop for so many years, not knowing, like just thinking that's that's it now. That that's it. That's the life for me. And that's that's the saddest part of my story. I wouldn't change any second of anything uh, of my upbringing. Absolutely not. But to think that there are women out there that also don't know why they feel that the way that they feel why they feel like they're empty from inside like they're shell in this kind of life not knowing what they like just knowing that they need to please people having that constant anxiety of um you know being having to be perfect having to be liked because they don't like themselves they don't love themselves that's the thing that hurts me the most so when I started finding answers and changing and healing my own brain um I I was like this is amazing I kind of stepped out of the victim mode 
but then when you start healing you also start seeing how many other people are struggling just like you like before so I really wanted to help other women really wanted to say and if you look at my content a lot of my content is like hey I understand what is happening right now this is because of this and it doesn't have to be that way that's my only message it doesn't have to be that way you can find a therapist find a coach find whoever but you can change that you can change that and there are so many different ways to heal um so many different things but keep going always keep going because you can heal from that so that's kind of my story a little bit in a nutshell (laughs) I love that and I think it's really interesting because as a as somebody who's experienced these things quite often when we hear people talk about victim mode in response to having been emotionally abused as a child because it's really difficult to get validation for emotional abuse because it's often passed off as it's not real abuse when we speak to professionals they will tell you that emotional abuse is the cornerstone of abuse we've heard it on this podcast from Helen Villers when I spoke to Helen Villers who is a psychotherapist who deals with narcissism specifically that's what her special is and she works with adult children who have experienced narcissistic and toxic parents and she will tell you that the cornerstone of all abuse starts with emotional abuse it needs to be validated it's really important but we're so often told by toxic parents oh you just like being a victim or oh you're just making it up that when we hear people talk about that victim space it can be really confronting and triggering But actually what it boils down to is that self-responsibility to say, yep, this happened to me and that was shit. And it's left me with so many things that are really challenging for me and that have changed who I am as a person. And now what am I going to do with that? Because we do have the choice to say, okay, this happened to me, that needs validating and recognizing. And that was really difficult. I now have the choice to stay in that struggle, which is understandable, having been in it, because it's so hard to work through. And it feels like sometimes in my experience in particular, as we're working through these things and we're confronting these triggers and we're acknowledging these experiences that perhaps we had our blinkers on too. For myself, I was really enmeshed with my mum. So she was my everything. I thought that, you know, she was the most wonderful person to ever grace the planet until I started to see the really toxic and difficult behaviours. And until I started to grow into my own individuality and that was really threatening for her. And that was when a lot of the nastiness started to come out. So for me to have to sit with things and say, oh, wow, that, that wasn't normal. That wasn't acceptable. And now I'm going to have to work through that experience and understand it, learn about it and move forward. It's so difficult. So I can understand why we get stuck at that victim space and why hearing the words victim space feels very confronting because you're told you're making it up. You're over-exaggerating. It wasn't that bad when in fact it really was. And that needs validating. But it's then what we do with it afterwards, once we've gone through the validation, once we've started to understand, once we've started to learn. And I think that's a really important part of the process that quite often we get stuck on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For me, it kind of boils down to the fact that I have I had blamed my parents for so long for, you know, 
everything, literally everything going on in my life. And and then I, and when I started learning and learning about the subconscious mind and how we actually very easily sabotage ourselves because of our subconscious mind, I, I kind of sat myself down and I was like, but are they here now? Mm-hmm. Are they here now? Are they stopping you now? And I was like, no, it's myself. It's, it, it's myself. And for me, unfortunately, things had to go really, really, really bad for me to be like, okay, what now? what now and um and yeah there's different there's definitely we can be a victim there's the difference between being a victim and having that kind of victim mentality um and I I I, I hands-on say I was so much stuck in victim mentality so much and I wear that with pride now because I came out of the other end and I can I can you know kind of spot spot it and everything like that but I also know how to empower my clients now because I know kind of what I was lacking when but my my clients are incredible I'm not saying they are like stuck in victim mentality or anything like that but just knowing kind of how disempowering all of it can feel Mm -hmm. it's just all a plus point although I was stuck there trying to heal for seven days seven years straight saying I got my new journal now I've got a really nice pen I'll start journaling and yeah nothing came of it (laughs) yeah it is it's really difficult and I mean I'm I, I love my journaling I'm great but there's also other things that need to be in 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 tandem with that it's not just about speaking to someone about your feelings or writing down your feelings there's so much more that we need to work on and that we need to do to empower ourselves and it is very disempowering when you've been that child that's not had that foundation oh yes really disempowering and it's really difficult because all of the foundations that are laid for us are when we are kids so you are given this message that you're not enough that you're not good enough and as you say it's that kind of floating through life always on the cusp of not being okay and really not being okay to being oh well, I'm kind of coasting and it's yeah. difficult to get out of that and to feel empowered in that way what sort of advice do you offer to your clients to start really empowering themselves and challenging that negative self-talk challenging that that difficult space that they're in yes so like you said um it's about very much validating first and that's what I do in my practice as well it's about validating first because I believe that if my clients come to me and and we start like first session talking about empowerment but they have an inner child that says no I'm sad I'm angry I'm this and that I feel that sometimes it can be a bit kind of bypassing so I always start with actually the subconscious mind work first it's the validation it's the it's them telling their own inner child I see you you are safe you know, and and validating, I I I can see what you've been through, and, and it shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. And kind of this groundwork of really validating what they went through. Because now I always tell them as well: look, you can come to me, and I can validate you all day, every day long. It won't matter. In fact, 
your mum and dad and whoever did you wrong could come through the door and validate you. But that wouldn't matter because in your subconscious, there's still a six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old who, who felt a certain way. So although you can now have the outside validation that you think you crave, at the end of the day, that validation can now only come from you only come from you and that's what we do when they that's what um uh, that's what we do when they actually um when we do these modalities together is for for them to really really validate themselves because if there's an inner child that wasn't validated validated then it might be a bit hard to to start talking about empowerment um quite soon enough because there there will be something holding them back that's just how I kind of do things obviously there's so many it's not the the right way to do or anything that's how I prefer to do things and we really start with kind of that validation like you said and then when we are talking about 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 empowerment I really talk about the formula of, uh, of success which was the actual turning point for me which is the day that I stepped out of victim mode and it happened really funnily to me I bought this seven pound NLP course on Facebook when I was like so so badly and it's it's really old it's like you know cd1 and cd2 yeah (laughs) and um, it talked about the formula of, of success there and that's when I um took the took the kind of power back and obviously I did that's not how I got my qualification at the end as an NLP practitioner but that kind of get that seven pound course kind of gave me that little nudge. Formula of success is all about um, looking at your life is either you're living at cause or you're living in effect. So each and every moment you're living at cause or you're living in effect. Cause living at living at cause is very empowering, and it gives you the tools and you're really resourceful. Living in effect is when you feel like everything is happening to you, everything is happening to you, everything and everything that's happening to you is wrong. You know, the morning that you wake up and you know you're you've lost your keys and then you've got a parking ticket and you know all like that and um and we look at we usually look at the life that my client is like living and we are like looking at it and I was and we see where they are and that's a really 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 empowering way to look at it and I always tell them as well you're not going to be 100% of the time living in empowerment it's not feasible I have pity parties as well, and I suggest you have them because that's life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just need to have a pity party and invite ourselves and afterwards, just, you know, the next day or day after, or maybe even a week after, get back up and go on. Um, So I don't kind of prescribe to this, like, every day giving 110%. Uh, masculine coaching because I honestly think that it's not sustainable Mm. but to look at life as a whole and see 
like it was very very empowering for me because that's when I was like well I, I I'm the one that's been holding myself back so looking at the life through that through that lens of cause and effect is one of the main things that I that I teach but like I said we do a lot of pre-work before that because otherwise it's just it can be a bit by bypassing yeah and I think I really like what you've said there about not subscribing to the notion that we have to live life at constantly giving 110% especially when you've had trauma and you've lived life where you have been held back and then have been taught how to hold yourself back because that's what it is you are essentially taught how to hold yourself back how to be fearful how to be conscious how to be hyper vigilant and all of these things so when you read these particularly with empowerment coaching and with all of these very toxic positivity messages that we see all over social media of you've got to be a go-getter you've got to go and do this you've got to go and do that and it's yeah you're rolling your eyes there because it is it's it's completely unsustainable and If anything, I think it's incredibly damaging to tell someone that they have to be in this constant go, go, go mentality because you burn yourself out, especially when you've come from a place of trauma and you've come from a place of difficulty. As you say, sometimes you just need to be able to curl up on the sofa and have a day where you're just feeling a bit crap. And that's okay. There's no shame in that. And when we shame ourselves, it really doubles down on that negative self-talk, on that negative inner critic. And it makes life so much more difficult for us. So having those days where we say, you know what, actually, I'm not having a great day. I'm having a really difficult day. And then the next day, reflecting on what has been our successes, on where we're at in life, despite what we've come through, despite the experiences that we've had. That's where the key is, is in looking at, okay, how have we moved forward and how can we keep moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, and it's, and coaching is, is not about being happy all the time. Go, 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 go get a, you know, 5am club or all <laughs> the rest of it. It's not that, um, for some coaches it might be, but um, sometimes my clients come to the course and they're like, well, I cried yesterday. And I was like, I'm like, honey, I cried three yes. hours before. <laughs> and they're like, really? And I'm like, yes. Cause do you know what? You and me were human and there's so much kind of, they, they, they really like it because they've almost been given a permission that they can feel all those feelings and be a human and have a pity party. But then you know what? They dust themselves off and, they're good to go but this kind of go 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 sometimes sometimes I'm wondering if that isn't all if that isn't also a trauma response yeah yeah absolutely 5am and giving 101 percent of yourself every day especially as women we don't function that way we're cyclical beings We, we we can't do that we can't maintain the same levels of energy throughout the month so yeah I'm all about kind of bringing that toxic positivity narrative down as well and I've made a lot of content around it because every time I see something and what I really also don't like is very surface level advice Mm. on um on Instagram things like just love yourself (laughs) 
okay, thank you very much. I thought if I knew it was that easy, I'd have been doing it. <laughs> oh, just stop, pe- just choose yourself and oh. stop people pleasing. Mm. And I'm saying, and, and I mean, like, there's no kind of context given and it's usually very pretty and it's usually very, you know, very sexy, kind of the sexy marketing, mm-hmm. sexy everything just choose yourself and you know what people like that because our subconscious mind always goes towards the path of like less resistance yeah people think that this is easy then they flock to it and when people get on a call with me I'm gonna say this it's not going to be easy I'm sorry because surface level advice although it gives you that three second dopamine hit you know that you read a quote and you're like an empowerment quote Mm. on Instagram you're like yes you know it's usually targeted so you know exactly in your head that it applies to someone in your family and you're like yes yeah and you save that and you're like oh I'm sorry to tell you, but it for that three seconds, yeah, you can feel really empowered. But at the end of the day, just saving posts, coming from someone who used to do that, you know, all the time thinking, you know, mm, I, you know, getting that real dopamine hit from these little posts that were so easily digestible and very surface level like just stop doing it I call it the just do it club because it's Mm. like just do this just do that and it's crazy your subconscious mind is like 95% of what's going on here Mm -hmm. and you are giving like conscious level advice to just stop doing because if you just stop people pleasing that you decide I'm going to stop people pleasing. That's conscious. That's a conscious activity. I'm going to stop people pleasing, but that, but that people pleasing is that you are doing itself is not a conscious activity. It's a subconscious activity. So you are trying to fight 95%. That is your subconscious mind with 5%. Mm. Who's going to win? What's going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's and not I, going how you want it to go, I'm afraid. Trust me, I tried seven years. Mm. Tried seven years. And I mean, when I said before about getting my journal and everything like that, nothing, I love journaling and mm. writing stuff down. But I mean, like, you know, when you get like a new one and you're like, yeah. now things are going to change. I'm this gonna is going to fix me. Fluffy pen and <laughs> Before you know it, you're binging on Netflix Mm -hmm. and your new diary, your new journal is just gathering dust. That was me for five years. That was, sorry, seven years. That was me. So I know a lot about self-sabotage and, you know, also looking at the surface level things and thinking, oh yeah, that's what it is. But like you said, it, it, it can be harmful because all of these people they're like, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop people pleasing. And I'm going to start loving myself, right? Mm. I'm going to do that Friday avocado mask. I'm going to take that long bath and nothing's going to change. And they think that there's something wrong with them because, Mm. because they cannot keep up with that surface level advice. Whereas actually it's like, no, it's not you. 
it's the advice on Instagram. And I'm not saying that, you know, all content that I put out is absolutely perfect and very, very nuanced. I try my best, but obviously we know that it's impossible to put out content that is nuanced for every person on this planet, but kind of these pretty, <laughs> these pretty posts that say, just stop doing it. Just take time for yourself. Just. It's that word, isn't it? If you see something that says just, it's minimizing, it's diminishing, and it's invalidating. Because if you could just, then there wouldn't be such a thing as a coach and there wouldn't be such a thing as a therapist because you would literally just. And it's not about literally just doing anything. And I, there is a, this industry attitude of toxic positivity. There is this industry attitude of almost selling and marketing therapy and healing. And healing is bloody hard work and it takes time. And there is this myth as well that healing isn't is, is a process, yes, but then you get to an end point and you're done. And that's not true either. We will spend our lives working through and healing new triggers, constant triggers that will come up. And I know, especially when you're in the thick of it, that sounds really daunting because as humans, we are programmed to want that finish line. We're programmed to want that neat little package. Exactly. Tick, done. tick it off. We're done. It's like a to-do list. It's like, I'm going to heal today and I'm done. And that's not reality. Healing is hard work. And it's also a continual process of our evolution as people, who we are, where we're at in that stage, where we're at that month, where we're at that day, where we're at that hour. It's a constant process. And there is this attitude that you will just, just get on with it, just do it. So when you are working through your trauma and you are working through new triggers, you are working through things that have come up for you and you're trying to get to that place where you feel like you are the one in charge of your life, which you are, but you feel and believe that you're the one that's in charge of your life and you feel empowered to move forward with your life. It's so challenging when people are telling you, just just yeah. do this because there is nothing that makes you feel like more of a failure than when you feel like I've just done it myself I was working through in therapy finished therapy because I got to a point where I didn't feel I needed it anymore my therapist didn't feel I needed the, these sessions anymore and I felt like I was in a really great strong place and then took a bit of a, a, bit of a dip had a few triggers pop up for me and there was nothing more upsetting frustrating and self-shaming than thinking god I've got to go back into it and I thought I was done and I thought and that's even knowing what I know even having done the work that I've done years and years down the line of feeling like god I've really failed here mm -hmm. I've, I'm gonna have to ring my therapist because I'm not okay right now and I oh I've really failed and I hadn't failed I just had some stuff that I needed to say, okay, what's going on for me here? How can I unpack it? Unpack it with help, unpack it with communication, unpack it with validation, and then we go again and we keep going again. But there is this feeling of failure that then leads to us self-shaming, leads to us holding ourselves back, leads to those feelings of fear when we dress up healing as something that's just gonna happen or be done because it isn't 
absolutely and i and i tell that to my clients i tell that to my friends like anyone i come into contact with and talk about this subject because i'm so passionate about it so i always want to talk about it but i always tell them like you're going to be 95 you're going to be you know on your deathbed you're still going to be like seeing what where that trigger is coming by that time you probably don't care (laughs) life is not an excel spreadsheet Mm -hmm. we are born into this society as well that is very linear that is very monday to friday nine till five you know tick 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 and no like this is not how healing goes you are you are a human being and and I tell my clients as well look we're going to have a journey together you know we're going to be together for this this many weeks and you think afterwards that you know oh you're you're better and everything like that and and of course you are but something will happen like you're going to get into a new relationship or you're going to get a new job and all of these shadows and insecurities I I don't like the saying but it rhymes new level new devil you know Mm, yeah I I don't I don't like to use the word devil because it's not it's not bad but, uh, but it's also really really beautiful because if you think about the most if you think about the most meaningful relationships in your life like the one that you have with your spouse um with your children with your friends all of these relationships ha- are really deep and meaning- meaningful because you've had to go there with them mm-hmm. you've had to go you've had to maybe not have a fight but you've had to kind of really see what's there um you just have that you know that really deep connection and every time that a new trigger does pop up for you a new limiting belief does pop up for you or anything like that that is a chance to get to know yourself deeper more and again and sit down with yourself so I think it's a beautiful thing I I I'm so passionate about reframing this because many clients have have come to me going when does this end (laughs) and I'm like but what but question yourself why do you you know why is why are you so desperate to get to this some sort of finish line of course because they think they're broken Mm. whereas they are not actually broken they just have these limiting beliefs and everything like that and of course it can can be exhausting so exhausting like going through that all the time but there is not a finish line but it doesn't have to be a bad thing it can be such a beautiful thing going oh my god okay this is coming up for me where do I think this comes from you know and exploring that with yourself thinking okay this oh my god I didn't even know that this happened I can now remember that I think this is connected to that and you know working with yourself on 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 that past can be extremely extremely yes tiring yes so exhausting but also so beautiful because that's a way to reconnect with yourself it is and you can tell that it's exhausting you can tell that it's the work it's actual hard work because it is exhausting I, somebody had said to me that they'd they'd come to this realization they'd cut ties with their parent or they'd been through this really traumatic event and all they wanted to do was sleep 
all they wanted to do was rest. And you hear that time and time again when someone's been through a traumatic event and then has started to come out of the other side of that anxiety, that stress, and they're just really tired. And it's your body recouping itself. It's your body clawing back what it needed during that period of deep stress, of deep anxiety. And when we've grown up in that period, yeah, working through that, because it's been a hugely sustained period of anxiety, stress, trauma, fight and flight response. You're now moving into a period where you are healing and the body and the mind both heal, both do the work and are knackered. You know, it's tiring and it's difficult, but it is an opportunity to meet yourself on a deeper level and get to know yourself better, which when you've grown up in that difficult and toxic family especially if you've grown up around a lot of invalidation you're almost taught there's something selfish in taking that time to get to know you because especially for myself and other people who've experienced that enmeshment with a parent the sense of you is completely eradicated you don't have a you you have a what you're told you should be so Mm -hmm. to sit with yourself and meet yourself is is really challenging but you now have the opportunity outside of that relationship that you had with your parent or once you come to realize that your relationship with your parent was toxic once you come to see the flaws there to say that's not going to happen anymore who am I what do I want how can I meet myself how can I get to know who I actually am and it's it's quite scary to get to know who you are and it requires that shadow work it requires that deep delve into who you are what you believe and it's difficult it's 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 very very difficult but it's so rewarding because I um I don't have a lot of kind of experience in regards to um um what I I, I'm not sure kind of um so much about your background but as I can imagine it was a narcissistic parent Mm. yeah um it's that when you when you I think this toxic I think these toxic families can leave us very very empty inside so every time you do do that shadow work you do that you do do that inner child work a little bit of something starts kind of filling up here a little bit of like your um, your identity about who you are about what you think about yourself because a lot of the time we don't even know what do we think about ourselves yeah. and um, that's why a lot of my content also is um is kind of trying to bridge that gap about hey this is what you're feeling but this is why you're feeling it yeah because we don't know a lot of the times where it comes from um and I've had really beautiful messages from people that hey like your content finally made me realize that I had to go to therapy and I've been like with my therapist for like three weeks now thank you very much and these just fill my heart so much because a lot of the times we just don't know what that is that kind of this emptiness inside right so but yeah like you said every time we do like this shadow work it is challenging but once that cup starts filling that empowerment there is like you you haven't felt that before and it's so liberating and yes you have days where you still feel a bit down like like we've talked about it before it's you know up, up and down up and down but 
once you get to that place of knowing how to deal with yourself and taking a step back, knowing how to ask help and knowing that you're not a failure Mm -hmm. when these little dips do come, um, it's quite an incredible place to be, isn't it? It is, it is. And I think as well for anyone who is listening and hears us talk about that inner child work and hears us talk about shadow work, I, uh, I st- even now, sometimes I'll still be a bit like, ooh, like, ooh because <laughs> you, yeah, you still think about it. Now, I, I still think there is that piece of me that I have to sit with and be like, okay, why do you feel that way? But that still cringes a bit when we talk about it. And I hear it and I think, oh, I don't want to talk to my six-year-old stuff. Like, please don't make me. And I have to say to myself, you know, this is, this is the real work. This is the the realizing where that trauma sits, validating it, looking at yourself introspectively. So initially, it can be really difficult to do because you're sat there thinking, oh my God, this is so like kooky. This is so weird. I'm going to do shadow work. I'm going to do that. Oh God, what, what am I even talking about? Who am I? This is ridiculous. But once you start to do it, it gets easier and easier to do, easier and easier to sit with yourself and to say, okay, yeah, this is why I feel that way. Okay, yeah, this is how I'm going to manage this. It does get easier to meet yourself on that compassionate level once you start the work, but the starting it can be so difficult. Yeah, absolutely. It it can be very weird. It can be very like, what am I doing? It's almost like a muscle that Mm. the more you kind of, the more you do it, the more easier it is. And, And you don't always to talk to your inner child you don't always have to you know put music on anymore and close your eyes you can just have that conversation um even when you're doing things like washing dishes because kind of that you've been down that lane so much um so yeah definitely but um whoever is listening and thinking oh my god when does the work stop I would just really encourage to reframe that and to think that this is a beautiful thing this is a beautiful experience that we are having here although sometimes I know what it feels and I know that you feel it too Harriet too that sometimes it feels like it's not a beautiful experience we are but we are um here on this like this big rock having a human experience and the work never stops but it is beautiful at the same time it is. And there is there is real power in realizing that and in saying, actually, you know what, it's OK that it doesn't feel that way at the time. But once you come through it, there is real power in that for yourself, because that's what it boils down to. It's about finding that power in you and for you and recognizing it and being able to use it to move forward with your life. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about all things empowerment and moving forward through these experiences. Can you let my listeners know where they can find you, please? Yes, absolutely. So I'm mainly active. I'm active mainly on Instagram and they can find me on my Instagram handle is trinu.co. That's T-R-I-I-N-U dot co and that's also my website so they can find me there as well but um do connect with me let me know that you have listened to this episode hopefully you found it really helpful as well 
Yeah, I hope so. And I hope there is plenty of opportunity for people to go and check out the kind of content that you create and see what you're about and what you do, because I do find it incredibly empowering without being that toxic positivity and without being that let's just do this because that's not (laughs) what, it's just not the reality of it. And it's not what any of us need when we've been through trauma to find that it is minimized as a let's just. Guys, I will speak to you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 